0: Instead of having people uh, on on the ground, you're going to have uh, uh, you know a, a site in Tel Aviv, and every floor is going to be a different site, and there you're remotely managing the drones and robots and and crawlers and and boats and submarines. Like everything is autonomous and collects that information. So that's that's the collection part. That's that that's the you know that's the cool version. Like everybody looks at the drone itself, and it flies around. It's fun, but. But the value part is actually in the reporting
1: in the AI. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures. Ventures a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Loomitech and sponsored by Hippo Insurance, Turing, Upwest Labs, and Hillel at Stanford. Welcome to another episode of 20 Minute Leaders. We have with us Ariela Vitan, the co-founder and chief commercial officer of Percepto. Ariela is a big data expert with two decades of experience leading and facilitating team growth in the dynamic startup world. As a founder of Percepto, he leads the commercial front, leveraging his deep market understanding and diverse skill set to drive long-term company growth. Prior to co-founding Percepto, Ariel was a founding member and VP Marketing of Sequoia-backed Signals and head of information security at Frost and Sullivan Europe. Ariel Vitan, thank you for joining me on 20 Minute Leaders. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me this morning, uh, talking all about. You know, autonomous vehicles gathering data, specifically drones. Uh, Chief Commercial Officer of Percepto, but you have had quite a few hats uh, as VP Marketing and Account Management at Signals, a Sequoia-based company. Um, you were an analyst, uh, studied in Ben Gurion University, and and all around, you know, you can see the entrepreneurial trail uh, climbing up. And 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 what I'm excited to hear about is, you know, the different insights that you've had throughout your journey talking specifically about you know percepto today and and how are autonomous vehicles playing an integral part of our future of understanding you know the world around us and 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 what is the what is the proper way to to think through them strategically so so i there's a lot of things that i'm excited to talk about but we have to go back to your young days of playing tennis because that's really the most important part so you were a ranked (laughs) tennis player as a kid
0: yeah it was uh it was re- really uh a long time ago when i was uh around 11 12 uh played a lot of tennis I actually came came to do this back uh, uh right now doing uh you know one, once a week kind of courses uh not going to be ranked anymore unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i think i think it has to do a lot uh you know tennis is a is an individual game gives you a lot uh, you know a lot, a lot of character uh and a lot of uh uh, ways to overcome, uh, you know, individual, uh, challenges as opposed to right. like a group game. Right. So, uh, I take a lot from it. Uh, I love it. Uh, it, it, it brings me into like to my maximum in terms of the, uh, ability to, to play in, uh, mentally and,
1: and physically. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a good game to have. I remember I, I used to compete in high school with my, with my high school team. And I remember that I was always standing with the coach during the games and the tournaments and he would always and and you know every you know to every 15 minutes or so he would come and say he's got a double fault. And I remember that he he had this look in his eye that he was able to capture that moment when he saw the player that was playing sig- singles or doubles, you know, that that action. And I was always fascinated by this this action of serving, which is, you know, innately it's the same action that you always do. There shouldn't be any external forces other than wind. Yet sometimes, you know, people double fault, even, even Federer sometimes double faults. And I was always fascinated by the mental strength you need to be a good tennis player. And, and I have so much respect for that mental strength. Uh, Ariel, walk me a little bit through your journey, through the different companies, and we'll end up in, in Percepto to talk about, you know, the world of drones.
0: So my professional life, I started in, uh, in uh, Sayora, which is a, a information security uh, a company best known for, uh, uh, for uh, Naftali Bennett being the uh, CEO of, uh, of the company. Um, I started there as a business analyst and I grew there from business analyst to product uh, specialist and then product manager. Um, I learned a lot there. Uh, you know, the great guys that work with me there, it's a very unique uh, set of team. You can see them in all the leading companies today in the world, uh, especially in the in the Israeli uh tech. And uh just, you know, good professional people that talk uh very straight to the point, very realistic, and, and uh I think I got a lot from that, you know, from that baseline as, as a as a teaching uh, uh experience for me. Um after that, I moved into a uh, completely other uh, segment. Uh, I remember my conversations with a headhunter uh, asking, you know, I want to I wanna start uh, flying around the world and doing a lot of uh, more uh, business-oriented uh, work. And uh, she gave me a, a head of information security practice in a, in, in a consulting company, which is a whole different, you know, ballgame. It's not even close to being a product manager in right. a startup. And, uh, it gave me so much to see, you know, smaller startups uh, in in the world, seeing the different cultures and how they grow a startup. Uh, what's their motivation? Where are they lacking in terms of, you know, uh, the the startup ecosystem in, in in Israel? And it gave gave me a lot of perspective and a lot of good uh, experience. Uh, finished there managing around uh, ten different uh, individuals uh, globally. Wow. Um, and uh
1: what is one I what is one main thing that you learned from that experience that somebody who wouldn't go through that experience or doesn't have the ability to go through that experience would what would gather from you? so I'm trying to you know what I love doing is extracting these like you know overarching ideas from somebody who had a lot of experience when I still didn't have that experience I think that the biggest thing that I learned there is that there that
0: the uh the culture of of where you build the the business affects your business tremendously like without even understanding right huh. there is a base culture in israel for pushing forward and and moving things yes. along and even if you don't have the back the backbone and there is a very different culture in in startups in spain or uh in in poland or in the uk or in the us where you know people have to have that you know uh technical kind of uh, uh baseline or to move forward and they're moving forward slower, they're taking step by step. That's why, you know, we're very fast and moving quite, you know, quite fast on, on, on building the startup, but then we have to close the gaps. While startups in the US usually don't have that big of a gap because they're doing things much more gradual, but they're slower in 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 uh in moving forward. Just little taste that culture makes everything. Like uh uh defines your 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 company
1: and and, and how works. right now that makes a lot of sense okay so you're finished with that experience managing the 10 people what what's happened what happens next
0: so uh i met uh, um, uh i met the uh, um the co-founders of uh, of then uh, uh dna visual insights uh which are later on Resignals. signals uh very good friends and then uh we, we i i joined them as the, the vp of marketing uh really early on there were like uh five six seven people uh and there you know the the idea was to take uh a lot of external data and convert that into meaningful insights for big organizations so just as an example if uh johnson johnson or procter and gamble they're doing the next uh, product or toothpaste or you know whatever. They need to have data that has to do with, you know, what is not working with their current product and how they make right. uh, uh the best Today, most of the uh work, or not today, but uh you know, five, six years ago, most of the work were uh uh were uh control groups, right? You bring 30 people, you tell them, you ask them, whatever, and then whatever they hear from here and there, what we did is create a whole sense of external data that has to do with uh uh, you know, uh from patents and publications on the academy side to voice uh uh, voice uh, un- uncharted voice in uh, on the net to give a much broader understanding of where the product is supposed to go. Uh, very very interesting path. We grew to around 100 people. Like you said, we we're backed by uh, uh, Sequoia and then later on Kumra uh, and more and more uh, uh, to come. Uh, great experiences. Uh, really worked. Really learned how to work with large cor- corporates, and I think that's something right. that is missing a lot in the, in, in Israel. How to work yes. with you know heavy heavy B two B B two B clients um, and you know Israel is very good good about B two C or small B two Bs, but when you need to talk to a VP at a G in a GM or uh, a VP in Johnson Johnson, it's a whole different level of of conversations to get to where you want to go, and that that was a, a great learning curve uh, and uh, experience, and also the experience of building teams how do you build a team that can execute right and move forward and bro- growing a, a company is uh you know is a master of its own uh which i was fortunate to, to learn uh, uh at city
1: so what, what are some things that surprised you in this new world of, of talking to vps at, at these you know fortune fortune 100 fortune 500 companies um you know in the vp positions What what are you well, what did you learn along the way that you're like, oh, interesting. OK, I didn't th- I didn't realize it works quite like this. This is something that would probably have been useful to me and to many others that are starting their journey. Yeah. I'll sidetrack and come back. I, I mentor at the uh, uh,
0: at the Zelle program in the IEC. Uh, and, you know, they, they use a lot of uh, when they come in with their were their, their ideas, a lot of them are, you know, apps and whatever things that are very easy to uh, technically right but you know right. they go to btc's or small BTCs. and and i love heavy BTCs. like i think that you know if you want to make a big impact you want to push into uh uh into the uh, uh large companies and make sure that they can uh you know change something big on on their end because their effect is you know something that affects <laughs> thousands hundreds of thousands you know millions of people and uh what i learned uh a lot is is the the you know the sales cycle and the cycles in general in in these big companies you can have a bp loving your product you know but for him to move forward right it's almost uh it's almost uh, uh the anti startup uh uh you know kind of uh, typecast of a client like you want right. to go forward and we see it in, 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 in Percepto as well Everybody's positive. Everybody wants to, but the you know that that wheel is so so slow, and uh, as opposed to getting you know frustrated from it, when you come into a startup, when I came from Signals into Percepto, you know this is this is a very big chip to know because then you plan the company
1: because you know the cycles are are, are longer. But what enables what you, you to. Change. What do you now prepare as you approach this new company? What what first steps do you take to say? oh, I know that in a 50 steps we're going to reach this problem unless we shift our, you know, our, uh, we shift our mindset all the way at the foundation. So what, what is that shift that you're talking about here? I think that the shift is, is you know, the pre-planning needs to,
0: first of all, come with the idea of, uh, of planting this, this kind of cycle, the longer cycle, in everybody's head. It's the investors that cannot, you know, you can't see yes. an MRR. They can't see like every month, like a growing with a uh, growing uh, grand chain. When you right. look at, you know, large conglomerates, you're looking a year ahead, you know, even 18 months ahead, but you have to, uh, you know, set the expectations to make sure that everybody's aligned with it. Same 100%. goes for uh, for salespeople, same goes for product people, same goes for, uh, uh, for management. People need to know that the cycles are longer, but it's okay. If you see the progress, you need to measure yourself on different elements and not only you know the spikes that you' you're, you're, you're uh, meeting when you have a b2c or a, a light b2b uh, solution so it's like sending expectations all around right? to make sure that people understand yeah that the company is growing but it's not the growth you know as an investor that invests in a b2c company it's a it's a
1: it's a heavy b2b company you have to understand that you have to make that switch and I, and I'm guessing that one of the other key differences is that, you know, we're used to in our culture, at least I'm used to, you know, sitting with friends in the coffee shop and talking about our ideas and then shaking hands and and sending Israel. Yeah. Okay. Now let's get started. The next day we have some, uh, we have some partnership on the ground, but I'm guessing that in your role, both in, both in your previous company, but also in Percepto, it's much slower. You have to really walk them hand in hand and you really have to, you know, to, to treat that as a long-term relationship that could take months until it reaches fruition, and until something actually meaningful happens in, in, in actual work collaboration, right? I mean, that must be frustrating sometimes.
0: I think again, that when when you grow up uh, uh, in, into the heavy B two B roles, like you are, the frustration is not is not is not the word. Like you you you're, you're not the reality. You're the yeah. This is where we are live in, right? This is how we how we work, and I think that you hit a very good point is that no matter where he is in the rank, like the VP or C-level or director in these big companies, they're still the guys who need you to support them from A to Z. And, uh, uh, and, and I think that, you know, people think that we, we sell a product. We don't, like, I sell a product, but companies look for the overall, the big companies look for overall services. They want to make sure that you're there when something goes wrong, because as a champion, they want to make sure that they always look good. Right. They always look it, so we have to be there twenty four seven. We have to make sure that uh, uh, how do we, how can we uh, uh, support them? And Percepto, you know, in, in my mind and in uh, in the mind of of, uh, of my teams, clients are number one, uh, number one uh, interest in in the co- in the company. We cannot have clients not happy, even if it costs us, and it's fine because these clients grow and they they uh, they depend on you. Right to bring a right solution and an innovative solution that they can take over and then you know uh recommend it to their other products or other uh, uh other uh uh sites so they can use it as well so uh our clients is everything, and making sure that they pr- get value that's that's you know the baseline they need to get value they need to be you need to be in a positive attitude to make sure that that the value is also portrayed because you can be you know i always uh say that uh, you can go to an amazing restaurant, you'll never go there again because the service wasn't good, right? You can go to an okay restaurant and you'll go there every time because the service is amazing, right?
1: Exactly. exactly. It's, it's that link between the, right. both, both product and service. Right, I think that what we're missing out sometimes on you know, the TechCrunch articles and, and the media is that it's, it's all about the people, it's all about the relationships. Like, yes, sure, the companies are getting value from each other and there is a transaction that is involved, at the end of the day it's you know a few people that are you know making a, a solid relationship with a lot of trust and uh, and i and i can see that also you know it, uh, understanding the industry a little bit better and 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 i just love that idea that at the end it, it is about that trust and, and you can't go around that uh, but Ariel, i i want to hear a little bit more about percepto you're working on one of the things that i'm most excited about you're working on on autonomous vehicles and how drones can and can help you know in in Exponentially increment the way that we understand the world around us with with collecting data. So tell me a little bit about Percepto, and and that will fall nicely in place because at Percepto also you are in charge of a lot of these relationships that we were just talking about.
0: Yeah, so uh, uh, Percepto is a company that started as a as, a, as an AI company uh, for uh, machine vision. Uh, and we wanted to create autonomous uh, DJI drones, uh, and then we moved uh, to from. From uh, relying on DJIs to actually creating our own system for heavy industrial sites, so it's one of the first uh, drones that are ruggedized, and you can put it on on site, and it has a base station, and that that enables an autonomous uh, uh, loop. So the drone flies around, collects data, does whatever it needs to do, comes back, charges, and then goes to another mission without needing someone on on the ground. And uh, uh, you know, uh, fast forwarding, we're now uh, 100 people. We're the most deployed drone box system in the world. We have systems, uh, you know, in 10 different countries. And um, what we learned from the last two years is that there's a bigger stream above us. And that bigger stream is remote operations. So, you know, think about five, seven years from now, you're going to have power plants and, you know, oil and gas refineries and and mining companies that are going to have, you know, 10 people instead of 3,000 on site because robots are going to do everything. And we have some examples of companies already taking that step. They have, you know, think, like the equivalent is think about uh, the Israeli uh, electricity company. Instead of having people uh, on, on the ground, you're going to have, uh, uh, you know, a, a site in Tel Aviv and every floor is going to be a different site. And you are remotely managing the drones and robots and, and crawlers and, and boats and submarines. Like everything is autonomous and collects that information. So that's, that's the collection part. That's that's the, you know, that's the cool version. Like everybody looks at the drone itself and it flies around, it's fun. But but the value part is actually in the reporting in the AI. So very deep AI technology that enables to look at anomaly detection, change detection, alerting, you know, leaks, fires, whatever. All of that comes together to reduce the overall cost of maintaining a site like this, reduce the risk to people on site because these are uh, uh, hazardous uh, locations and increase the efficiency of these sites. And that's what we do today. Uh, so we that's, made that transition yeah. from drawing a box to uh, remotely operating uh, uh, robots in order to convert that into meaningful insights.
1: Right, and I think that, you know, this is something that while it's incredible and it's, you know, I, it's it, I, undeniably the world, it's, it's so much undeniably the, the future because, you know, we see it in cartoons all the way from 1950s, that you know, people are are expecting this to be our future, right? I mean, the idea of robots, you know, doing these hazardous tasks in these you know unsafe environments—that's not a new thing. What is new is that it's actually happening in reality, and there's a, there it's actually happening in our world. But what I really want to ask you, Ariel, is why is this the best time for this? Why is it not you know ten years ago or in ten years? Why why you know you you we've been working on this for more than five years? We're 2021 now. Why is now the best time for you guys to, to run this company?
0: So I think that it, uh, the answer is, is derived. There's, first of all, the fact that uh, you can only do uh, what we're doing when robotics gets to a place where it's cheap enough to use, right? And right. the technology there is, is ripe enough to, to start using it on a commercial basis. Like we can right. see a lot of, you know, drones from uh, or, or companies that great robots from 19, I don't know, 1990 or whatever, but it's not a commercialized system and it costs millions. Right. When you go into the, the lower numbers, now it makes sense to use it. And I think that companies, we talked about, you know, the cycles the companies go, companies need to, this is a, a transformation, right? These are, you can see more and more, for example, big companies, their innovation center is becoming from, you know, a small group of 10 people to a, a, a business unit as part of the business unit, because they need to, you know, increase their ability to transform and change. They understand what's going on and they need to do that shift. And we're riding on that shift as part of, as an enabler, right, to make that happen. Right. And I, I think that the time is not, not now, like it's going to happen in a couple of years, but you have to create the system now, The technology. In order for them to adopt it when they're ready to adopt.
1: No, that that makes a lot of sense. And Ariel, I think that one of the things that you're working on that I'm I'm most excited about this is, you know, breaking breaking the laws of physics as we know them in society. you know, not, not necessarily literally the laws of physics, but, but the laws of how the world operates and and whose responsibility is to do what. And you know, we have this social conduct for thousands of years, you know, all the way dating back to the Great Wall of China. That as humans, sometimes we sacrifice our health or, or, our, or our, you know, environment because, for compensation or, or in order because something needs to get done. Somebody needs to do the job. And I think that, you know, in 2021, seeing what you guys are doing with Percepto and, you, and your thought process behind it, and, and I encourage everybody to go take a look because it's just awesome to see. And I can't wait to one day see an actual site and place. Maybe you'll invite me even to, to a small tour because it, it, it's just so, so cool, and, cool. Uh, and I just love it your thing Uh, again thank you very 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 much we have a test here thank you i would would be honored thank you for coming i have one more important question to ask it's the hardest one but i need three words that you would use to describe yourself
0: um i think uh uh realist i'm very i try to be very down-to-earth and to understand what's really going on optimist I have to be an optimist, if not, like, you know, I'll go work in a, in a conglomerate and uh, um, I don't know, uh, down to earth, try try not, uh, you know, try not, to, not to get affected from the, from the uh, tech crunches and then startup uh, scene, At the end, we need to do work and we need to provide value. So uh,
1: I think that these are. We need to do problem. work and we need to provide value. Ariel, thank you very, very much. Uh, Best of luck with with everything. Continue making a positive impact uh, and stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. Bye bye.